All right, well, I'm here with Zach Williams, the city and state New York Albany correspondent, and oh my gosh, what is happening in Albany? Is Governor Cuomo going to survive today? I start with you right there. Well, I'm I'm literally driving to Albany right now uh, just to make sure we have a governor in the morning. So, you know, we'll, you know, the Attorney General uh, Letitia James released her much-awaited uh, report on alleged sexual misconduct, harassment, assault within the governor's office, and uh, it was quite a doozy. You know, I I think it confirms most of what we knew of the accusations from nearly a dozen women. Uh, but it also went a little bit further with, with additional, uh, an additional accuser, a state trooper, who said that the governor touched her up the small of her back, I believe. Uh, so there was a lot there. Uh, but more importantly was the reaction. You know, there was uh, organized labor groups like 32BJ, which, you know, up to now have been supportive of the governor as he's insisted of admittances and, and, and requested due process. You know, and uh, Assembly Speaker Carl Hastie, no less, is among those lawmakers who are now saying that he either should resign or face uh, perhaps even immediate impeachment in the Assembly. But right. and, we and never know what happens in Albany. We'll see what happens. Well, we'll see. I mean, I don't know what your thoughts are on the impeachment probe that was called a sham. I mean, that seems to go nowhere. But, Zach, were you there when he – well, he did this video. I don't know if you saw the video or not. I'm sure you did. Uh, what was your facial reaction? What was your reaction when you saw this video of him coming out and talking about this? Well, it was no surprise that the governor came out swinging. Uh, you know, he initially took a kind of a, a high-minded attitude towards the probe, insisting that he would be exonerated. But as it became increasingly clear that it was going to be critical, critical of his conduct, at least to some degree, you know, he kind of turned on Tish James and, and called her pro-politically motivated, questioned the integrity of her investigators, and it was no surprise when he came out with a video throwing shade on what she released to the public. You know, it was damning, but he's trying to spin it, uh, says he didn't mean, you know, any harm to any of the women, thought he was being nice to uh, employees like Charlotte Bennett, who, you know, was just a young aide in his office, uh, who said that the governor would just do the most bizarre things, including you know, trying to talk to her about her prior sexual assault, you know, kind of odd stuff when you put it into, you know, your everyday life. You know, my boss doesn't do that. I hope yours doesn't either. Uh, no, thankfully they do not. Now, it is, it's just, it's all around bizarre. And of course, you mentioned all the lawmakers, President Biden later in the day. I mean, uh, did That's you expect him to speak out like that? I mean, President Biden, uh, you know, did the smart thing politically from his standpoint. You know, months ago when these accusations came, he said they should be investigated, they were very serious, and that Cuomo might have to consider resigning if they were confirmed. And now that you have the Attorney General, uh, Letitia James, issuing a report that confirms everything we've heard before, uh, you know, he chose the easy route politically for himself. He just stood by what he said initially, and now he said, you know, Cuomo should resign. I think he would have gotten a huge amount of political blowback if he had just kind of uh, flip-flopped on that, right? Right, although some in the conservative circle say as well, Democrats have each other's back, but that, that seems to be disproven today. Uh, what, what's your sense driving up there? I mean, what, what are you expecting? Well, I think the governor's going to try to buy time. He did this earlier. You know, you got to remember, President
and uh, and anybody else can call for him to resign, but the only way he's getting out of there is if they impeach him and they hold a trial with the state senators and the uh, Court of Appeals justices being the jurors. And, you know, that's going to take some time. So, you know, if a week or two from now, if Cuomo's still there, I think his chances of holding on are really good. But, you know, it's been a really tough day. Um, his reaction has not been well received. And, uh, but it's still, if he doesn't want to go, he doesn't have to go. And we've seen with the president and other elected officials that, you know, if, it, uh, if they just don't want to quit, like, nobody can really make them. Exactly. The impeachment could, and we'll see where that goes. Since James, is this a is this a stake in the 2022 gubernatorial for her? Well, you know the gubernatorial chatter about her have been kind of dying down, um, just because you know she was kind of laying low with with the uh, with the investigation. Don't let the Cuomo people make you think otherwise. You know she wasn't around just wanting and sounding off, saying things. You know she kind of played her hand very quietly, and you know if she wants to run. We'll see. I and many other people I've talked to believe that only if the governor's mortally wounded would she run. So it all comes down to the next week or so. Somebody else that's been mentioned is Thompson Appley. He's the state comptroller, longest serving statewide elected official as it is. And, you know, he might be a formidable candidate too. You know, voters might opt for somebody who is just kind of seen as a steady hand, uh, a known quality. You know, somebody that can just kind of do the job without too much uh, distraction. But, you know, Tish James would be a pretty formidable candidate, and issuing a report like this, just so, you know, damning, certainly seems to wound the governor, whether it does sit deeply enough to deter, to encourage her to run against him. I don't know if I see that happening. I, I think if it's an open primary, she would run, but if it's not, it almost sticks in. I don't know if she's going to go for it. And the sad part is, to me, this opinion, that if he sticks in, he probably will get reelected. That's the crazy part about all this. But let me ask you, let me, let me get your thoughts on this, because, you know, Biden today is saying this, but he's also dropped the DOJ case against Cuomo. It's kind of like weird, isn't that, to go back and forth on this? Well, it, it, keep in mind there's, uh, there's an ongoing probe into uh, the nursing home data, specifically – if the Cuomo administration aides and the governor had uh, had um, uh, had uh, hidden the data, and that's being overseen by the Manhattan U.S. Attorney, so you know there is like a quote-unquote federal probe still ongoing. I wouldn't look into it too much. You know, from the governor's perspective, it's never uh, it's never a bad thing when you have one less investigation to worry about, but. You know, this was a civil rights investigation. It, didn't, it wasn't going to be lead to any sort of, like, criminal charges. And if it would, they would have been relatively minor, from what I understand. So uh, it's good for the governor. But if we're talking about, you know, just the facts about the nursing homes, you know, you got to keep in mind that Shamesville issued a pretty blistering report just a couple months ago. That's what teed off all this uh, shit show that's overcome the governor since mid-February. Uh, her oh, report was, no, there's was, no doubt about was that. released at the uh, end of January. Uh, very damning. It indicated that he might have uh, hidden the total number of nursing home residents who died in hospitals by as much as 100%. You know, that's thousands more deaths 
ended, that, you know, mean nothing's going to happen. But, you know, the facts are kind of out there. Again, it all comes back, you know, uh, being, uh, if I can be a little humorous here, like, you know, oh, kind of being an asshole and, and hiding the data and stuff like that and, you know, just not being forthcoming with the uh, with New Yorkers, it's not necessarily a crime. Like, nobody's really accused the governor of, like, a real criminal act other than the woman who accuses him of uh, uh, the, the female aide who accuses him of groping her at the executive mansion. That's certainly uh, a crime and a serious one. But for the most part, you know, we're still kind of in uh, more political, less criminal uh, matters. In your political coverage, this is the craziest it's been. Right? I mean, you just thought last year was crazy. They're getting crazier. So, uh, are you enjoying this roller coaster, Zach? Or what? What's your thoughts on all this? Well, you know, there, there's been so many opportunities ever since COVID began. There were so there's been so many opportunities to like come back to similar points. You know, but in March 2020, the world was going to end. Sometime in you know the uh, the end of June or the beginning of June 2020 when, when Trump was talking about sending the army into like, you know, democratic cities, you know, it seemed all the hell was breaking loose. You know, here's another example. We had the winter uh, surge of COVID. And uh, in terms of the political world, you know, this is just another chapter in this uh, crazy roller coaster that the governor has had. You know, he wasn't, he was kind of middling in popularity when all this began with COVID. He had that, you know, that that uh, those months of of COVID briefings and kind of national stardom, and then you know, and like anybody, he uh, you know he had too much of a good thing. He wrote the book. Uh, it wasn't very good, and uh, then you know, and then all hell broke loose at the beginning of the year with with the nursing home data and all these women coming forward and the whole stuff with his brother and the preferential COVID uh, um, uh, tests. And then, you know, to, in the in the state capitol itself, just all the crazy things that the, all the crazy wins that the lawmakers have scored, legalizing recreational marijuana, how they want to do it, the excluded workers month, so many things, uh, you know. But New York politics are always pretty crazy. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, no, no doubt about that. Um, all right, so you're, you're going to Albany right now, and I'm sure you've been on the phone all day with people, haven't you? Well, you know, the funny thing is I was out at this farm show outside of Syracuse uh, following Andrew Giuliani on the campaign trail, see what that guy's all about, and then I just get all these messages from colleagues saying, you know, the report drops. So uh, it's, uh, you know, you just never, uh, never easy. And and oh man, it just there's so much to unpack. I want to say one quick thing though. Um, I don't know how long you followed the governor, you know, before city and state. But one of the first things he ever did was he cut funding for one of the games for the physically challenged, which I used to be part of. And from there, I just had a craw about him, you know. And this this whole thing seems to be validating that he just he this would make sense, you know what I mean? And it's like sitting almost. Well, I think it's, you know, something that kind of struck me is we're seeing a very powerful man who, after this, this, and that, you know, uh, could lose everything, really. He doesn't even have a house. You know, he lives in the executive mansion full time. Uh, 
uh, lose everything because of sexual harassment. And uh, that's kind of amazing, you know. Um, obviously, a lot of these elected officials want him to go for their own reasons, and they vary. Uh, but just the fact this is happening is something we really shouldn't lose sight of. You know, this is Albany we're talking about. You know, if you, if you go through the annals of horrible men that have been elected representatives there who have done the most disgusting things to their staffers, uh, you know, that we there's, there was a whole two days of hearings they did on that stuff. You know, just really disgusting, you know, behavior. And here we have the governor. Uh, nobody's saying he's necessarily the worst. Uh, that said, there's some very serious allegations, and he could really be held accountable accountable for it. Uh, imagine that. Zach, one of my colleagues said this very interestingly. He said that, what what does Elliot Spitzer think of all this? I mean, he was pretty much thrown out for doing a lot of this on the taxpayer dime. What What's the difference? Well, you know, they're both really good examples of, uh, if, you know, if you're going to be an asshole, you know, people love you when you're in power, and then when you're weak, they all want to shank you, you know? Spitzer was the original uh, bulldozer and the steamroller who uh, thought he was the guy who, uh, you know, had a popular mandate to really change the state uh, and that he was the man. And, uh, you know, he got caught with the prostitutes, and that all seems kind of quaint now. But, you know, he was accused of a lot of other serious stuff, too. So uh, while what what brought him down seems a little bit quaint, um, you know, maybe in 10 years it will seem very quaint that we were all debating whether the governor should go when he was accused of, you know, luring a staffer to the executive mansion, allegedly, and, uh, you know, then uh, stuck his uh, shirt up the the poor staffer's, uh, you know, stuck his hand up her shirt. Tell me about the length that Tish James went, uh, because she did hours of interviews, if I'm not mistaken. There was a lot there, and, you you know, people, people always, you saw with the Mueller investigation, too, and they're like, you know, how long is it going to happen, and uh, when will it drop? And, you know, this began uh, in March, so that's what, March, April, May, June, July, five months. Uh, you know, that seems like a, a pretty reasonable amount of time to talk to, you know, uh, dozens and dozens and dozens of people and go through, what, thousands of documents. And, uh, you know, we all got to go through the report and really see how it holds up. Um, but, you know, it looks pretty bad for the governor. Why no criminal charges? Did they mention that? Some of it's kind of arcane. You know, the attorney general has limited jurisdiction to launch charges against the governor. Um, and in some ways, there's good reason for that. You know, um, they're both statewide officials. Maybe one shouldn't be able to investigate the other, just like you wouldn't want to have the governor necessarily sending the state troopers on the attorney general, maybe. Um, so I understand, you know, she only um, uh, was able to investigate Cuomo because Cuomo gave her permission. That's how weird things are in New York state law. He was actually pressured politically uh, when the first, uh, when Lindsay Boylan first detailed her accusations back in, uh, at, uh, I think, beginning of February. And, yeah, in New York, the attorney general cannot just, investigate things uh, of their own volition at times. Sometimes they need the governor's uh, permission, and this was one of those instances. I'm so, so glad but, you mentioned it, because remember, he shut down other commissions that were starting to investigate him, so this one 
he actually uh, brought on himself. Yeah, well, it, you know, a really good comparison, I think, to the Mueller investigation might be, you know, uh, both Trump and Cuomo tried to manage expectations. My thoughts were if Kiss James uh, just confirmed what we had already heard and nothing more, uh, he would just say it kind of vindicated him in his own kind of twisted logic. Um, that didn't happen. It was much more uh, blistering. But um, I think, you know, you remember Bill Barr kind of got to release a summary of the Mueller report and do a press conference, and that really shaped the narrative because, you know, the, the president was accused of some pretty serious shit, too. Right. Uh, you know, extorting a foreign country, you know, you know, military aid in exchange for investigating his political opponents. And, uh, you know, if, if, if it had just been left as uh, Robert Mueller wrote it, um, you know, there might have been a stronger reaction in Washington to it. But Bill Barr shaped the narrative. The governor didn't get to do this. You know, if it had been the investigators that he wanted, he wanted, uh, what was it, uh, uh, like Janet D. Fiore, the, the chief judge. Zach, um, I got to ask you this. Kathy Hochul has been circling. I've seen headlines with her name. Is that poignant at this time, or is that just sort of like floating idea that may not actually happen? You know, with Hochul, uh, she, you know, kind of went out on a limb today saying these, you know, are, are his conduct unbecoming of a governor. You know, she said it was up to the assembly to decide what comes next. But, you know, that's that's pretty uh, pretty uh, eyebrow-raising. You can say it's Kathy Hochul, who's a pretty loyal soldier. I know still there? Yeah, I mean, I know that she is a very loyal person to Cuomo, but we'll have to see. Where the winds go. So assembly now is that basically where we're at, where all eyes are on assembly? Well, the thing that really uh, was really surprising today was Assembly Speaker Carl Hasty said uh, not only he hasn't called for the governor to resign explicitly, he said something like, "Well, if these are proven true, then maybe he should." And today he basically said, "I believe what Tish James reported, and uh, you know, as soon as we get." whatever evidence uh, from her, then, you know, we'll move expeditiously with impeachment, which is, you know, not something he said before. He was downplaying the importance of her report uh, as recently as, like, last week or something. So uh, not good. Not good for the governor. You know, the, the, the speaker is the one person who matters most. Not only, um, you know, does he control his chamber, but... You know, black leaders uh, like himself are just so important to the governor right now. They're really his main block of support within the legislature um, and uh, along with labor unions, his main source of support outside uh, Albany. Well, you know, downstate, you talk about black leaders, and, and Eric Adams is, is looking for any endorsement he can get, but maybe he doesn't want Cuomo's endorsement. In fact, do you think I don't know if Cuomo's given one, but if he gives one, will will Eric Adams reject this endorsement if, if Cuomo does it? Well, I, I mean, I don't think Eric Adams cares one way or another, like you know, what the governor does. You know, the governor's not known as like someone that's going to come campaign for you, anyways. But you know, Eric Adams came out. He was another one person who said something along the lines of the governor deserves due process. He said today this was due process uh, and the governor's got to go. Again, not good. Uh, you know, and, and 
potential costs. You know, it, on the one hand, nobody really cares so much what Eric Adams thinks right now because he's not married yet. But from Eric Adams' standpoint, you know, you've got to come out. Uh, you don't want to be one of the last people standing up for the governor. Uh, that might not be good. And on the other hand, if Cuomo survives, he's going to remember this. Uh, and uh, I'm sure that's a potential cost that Adams, you know, a very shrewd politician, weighed. Apparently, he thinks the winds are blowing against the governor, and, uh, you know, to Eric Adams' credit, uh, he's pretty good at knowing where the political winds are blowing. Okay, so could we be facing a recall type of thing here? I mean, we don't have – we should have an election for recall, okay? I don't know why we don't. That's kind of, I'd say, an arcane thing. But uh, what happens? So if he does have to resign, Hope will take over, but there's no special election, right, up until next year? There, there would be no special election for governor. Um, so, you know, it's either they impeach him and remove him from office, or uh, he either runs for re-election or he doesn't run for re-election, or uh, he runs again next November, and we'll see, you know, against a Republican candidate. Uh, you know, he could win in a landslide. But, uh, you know, the next week or two is going to be so critical um, you know, it really comes down to how embarrassing is he to other Democrats? Because, you know, lawmakers probably like uh, a politically wounded Cuomo. He signed all the bills that they wanted, and he really needs them right now. And, uh, you know, a politically wounded Cuomo is kind of better than a Kathy Hochul, and, you, know, you know, because you don't know how she'll act. So, uh, you know, don't be surprised if despite all the words, uh, the assembly still dragged its feet for some reason, um, but at the, you know, but at the same time, like it sure doesn't look good for the governor. Uh, you know, there's just not a lot of good reason for encouragement except just general pessimism that the assembly would ever stand up to the guy. Well, because they're all afraid. I mean, the assembly wrong Kim is a perfect example. Well, you know, all I mean, the, the, the governor said, you know, uh, a few months ago, uh, the majority leader, Andrea Stewart-Cousins, held a uh, Zoom briefing with reporters, and she was asked, you know, will you work with the governor? And she was like, you know, what he's going on with the scandals, uh, you know, we got to do our job. And then, but that she was keeping him kind of at arm's length. Boom, the next day the governor is doing a vaccine event in her district. You know, and if she hadn't come, he would have just said, look at her playing politics. But she had to stand next to the governor. He's talking about the great COVID vaccines that he's distributing to everyone. All of this to say the governor always has tricks up his sleeve. Uh, he, he wants to buy time. Uh, but it's going to take time, at least a couple of weeks, for the assembly to move. You know, it's not like they can just go tomorrow and teach the guy. And then uh, the Senate's just going to do a trial, you know, the next day. Like, you know, these things do take time. Uh, You know, could it happen in uh, all this month? I mean, maybe, maybe not. Um, But we'll see in the next week or two. I think it's just going to be so pivotal. Positive, I think, pivotal is is having a, whether it's Governor Cuomo or Lieutenant Governor Hochul, is that pivotal for the mayoral election to just know that, you know, one uh, way or the other. Uh, is never going to be mayor of New York City. Like, prove me wrong. Uh, he's got, you know, no money. Uh, the, the party doesn't really support him. He's got all his crazy cats. Like, you, you know, the, you know, maybe that's a lost opportunity. But, you know, it's, it's too bad for the Republicans that Cuomo's not running for re-election this year because then the Democrats will be left scrambling 
there would probably be like a really nasty primary. Um, but you know, that's a, that's not gonna happen. They got there's a whole year until the gubernatorial election. Cuomo's either gonna have recovered by then or uh, he's gonna be long gone. Like I don't think we're gonna be talking about impeachment in, you know, October twenty twenty two. Um Zach, you know, you have to have uh, some personality to be a politician. It's amazing how unfazed he is about all this. Well, you know, he knows the chessboard uh, better than anybody. Um, you know, if it if it has to come down to a trial in the in the what's called the court of impeachments with, of course, the state senators and the justices, the court of appeals acting as the jurors. Um, you know, we don't know if there's two thirds votes there. Uh, you know, there's there's a lot of ways to make lawmakers uh, consider whether it uh, you know is good or bad. And you know, as they say, if you're gonna if you're gonna kill the king, you know, if you're gonna come after the king, you better kill him because if you wound him, it's not gonna be good. Um, we've seen that before in recent years. You know, the uh, state state senator uh, Kathy Young tried to take out uh, Minority Leader John Flanagan in her own little. Uh, uh, coup of sorts, and uh, she lost, and bam, a couple months later, she's out of the legislature all of a sudden. Uh, but, you know, the governor, he's going to, yeah, I think the odds are he's still going to hang on. Uh, right now, it's just a bunch of politicians speaking. Uh, so, in terms of impeachment and removing it from office, I'll believe it when I see it. When they schedule it, then I'll start thinking they're actually going to do it. And we'll have to get you back when that whole thing starts. But, Zach, where can we find your writing on all this? Where can we find you on Twitter? Well, I can be found on Twitter at uh, Zach, Z-A-C, And uh, so much going on. Just uh, trying to keep up. It's so hard. Absolutely. Well, thanks for taking some time on your busy evening to talk to us about this. And stay, let's stay tuned and see what happens. I'm sure there'll be uh, lots to talk about next time. Thank you so much for uh, hearing my thoughts. You got it. Zach uh, Williams of the City and State New York, Albany correspondent me. I'm Alex Garrett. Stay tuned for more as this podcast starts heating up the newsy stuff, right? We'll talk to you soon, everybody.